You're listening to episode 229 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Daigle. Uh, this week, we have my co-host, Joel Oliveira, joining us. He's going to talk a little bit about his app and where that's at, how that's going, what his experience was getting onto Product Hunt, and uh, whether that led to any sales, how uh, Rails is dead or not, and the sort of discussion around that after a couple of news articles came out in the past week, uh, and a little bit about uh, how his summer's going. Um, so it's good to catch up with Joel. I talked to him a little bit uh, before the Boston Marathon, uh, before he we went on hiatus, but uh, now that we're back, we we can catch up and see uh, some of the cool stuff that he's done to Shoebox and uh, and how that's worked out with him uh, on Product Hunt. Uh, I need to apologize in advance. The audio for this week um, gets a little bit weird at the end of the interview, but since most of it was good, I didn't want to throw a really good episode away. Um, so please uh, have some patience and my apologies in advance again. Um, there's a little bit of weird clicking and noise at the end of the interview, but uh, it's good with Joel. And next week we will be here with Brian. So be sure to check back next week. You can reach out to me on Twitter at KDaigle. Um, I'd love to hear more about what you think of the show and how the show's going, especially in this new weekly format. If you'd like to ask us a question or if you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode with one of uh, my co-hosts, uh, we'd love to hear it from you. If you go to tiny.cc slash ask ROR, so tiny.cc slash ask ROR, you can send in a topic or a question and we'll get to it in a follow-up show. Um, this has worked really well in the past, so I'd love for you all to uh, give that a look. If you like the podcast, especially now that we're back, I'd love for you to share that with everyone. Um, you can share with your friends on Twitter or you can write us a review in iTunes. Both of that helps us a lot. Uh, we don't pay to advertise the show uh, and uh, I love having more listeners come in and then tell us what they think about the show. So uh, please give that a look. Share with your friends. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter or email. I'd love to hear from you and we can uh, hopefully cover some stuff in one of the future shows. This week's episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is sponsored by Rollbar. Uh, Rollbar helps you solve a problem that we all deal with if you're running a web app or a native app, and that is errors. When you have to dig through log files to debug issues, it's a huge pain. Uh, and so Rollbar really helps you uh, get to the bottom of the problem uh, with a full stack trace, context, and user data so you can fix those errors fast. You can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow. You can send error alerts to Slack or HipChat, as well as create new issues in Pivotal Tracker, Trello, or Jira. You can add the Rollbar Ruby SDK as easy as gem install Rollbar. Start tracking application errors in minutes. We have a special offer for listeners. Go to rollbar.com ruby, sign up and get the bootstrap plan for free. Again, that's rollbar.com slash Ruby. Sign up and you can get the bootstrap plan for free. Rollbar is loved by developers at awesome companies like Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, Twitch, and more. So go give Rollbar a try today. Thanks to Rollbar for sponsoring this podcast. Now onto the show. Please listen carefully. Joel, what have you uh, been up to? <laughs> long, long time no chat. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, have you had any children? Got any uh, dogs? <laughs> uh, no children were had. One, <laughs> one is enough, right? Right. Uh, yes, I can confirm. Right. Uh, <laughs> that was great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> 
How are you doing, Kyle? I'm good. Considering. I'm good. I'm good. So yeah, so I mean, I mentioned on the last podcast, I had uh, my second uh, son, uh, Max, um, who's doing really well. Uh, and I will say that in my particular scenario, um, the new baby isn't as bad as the three-year-old. <laughs> Uh, having a three-year-old and a newborn is where the pain comes from. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but it leads to a lot, a lot of really cute moments. Um, my wife shared a photo on Instagram this, this evening. I'm not sure if you follow her, but it's basically the two of them in, like, Woody pajamas, like Woody from Toy Story. Um, so it's, like, cute stuff like that happens, and you're like, oh, okay, I understand why we, you know, keep you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for a period of time, it was, uh, I mean, it still is a little rough, and it's, it's you know, the second time around, you know that you're not going to sleep and so you don't feel as at least in, again with kids it's everyone's different etc but for me it, it feels like uh you know just being exhausted is just kind of par for the course and doesn't feel so bad i guess yeah yeah it, i'm we're getting to the my son is a little under two and a half and we're getting to the point where um his first nine months feel so far away that i've kind of <laughs> forgotten like oh hey what what's that like now that is by no means an indicator of whether or not we would or are thinking sure. about having another one but we it's it's true what they say about like oh as soon as you feel the the a comfortable distance away from what that reality was like that yep. you you are like hey let's do it again um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just nature, like at least for, you know, uh, I always joked with my wife because she, uh, the further she gets from having the child, the more I think biologically your body like rewrites history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, and I, I'm, I, I, I feel like I've looked this up before, but I'm pretty sure it's true. I'm pretty sure it's like hormones, like basically going like, well, if you remembered everything the way that it happened, you'd never want to have kids and we need you to procreate otherwise your species yeah. will die. So let me just do a little bit of scrubbing. <laughs> yeah. Then you have another kid. Well, I recently watched Alien Covenant, so I have no uh <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of background. <laughs> so all this, How's your uh, uh, how's your second your, your second kid doing? It looks like Shoebox is a pretty new coat of paint since the last time I gave it a look see. Oh yeah, man. That uh, yeah, it's got a it's got a brand new, uh, relatively um, coat of paint. Like <laughs> yeah, you said. brand new to Kyle, about uh, three months old now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the like, there are very few projects I've that have shipped where um, just so many little details and so many things have gone into like the thought process behind why it looks this way, why uh, why the copy is this way. And I have to give all the credit to um, my friends, Dan and Amy, who uh, were the creative team behind uh, the, the redesign. Oh, awesome. And uh, they are a, a team here in Boston um, that they just like completely knocked it out of the park. And it was one of those things where all of us felt really, really good about it. And, uh, and then it went out and it was like, it was a weird thing after another that kept popping up. Like it showed up on like the dribble mailing list, like front and center, uh, got a lot of really great feedback from everybody, uh, who saw it through there. Um, the product hunt launch, uh, relaunch, I guess was, was really, really great. Um, 
props out to Mr. Mike Gudermarsh uh, for helping uh, uh, me navigate those waters. Yeah, can you talk? Can you talk about that a little bit? Because to be honest, like uh, maybe, maybe maybe not the 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 Mike part. Mike's great and all, but we don't need to blow his ego up. But with Product <laughs> Hunt, like you know, that I gotta say that's one of the things that I don't have a ton of experience with, right? I mean, right. I work at GitHub. The stuff that we build, if it's good enough, it generally makes its way on there, regardless. And totally. Do you know what I mean? It's a very different experience. So since you're trying to build a business and obviously that's a lot of eyeballs, you know, I'm curious how that worked and if, if that audience ended up actually, you know, bringing you some revenue. Uh, so there, let's, let's work backwards. Uh, the answer to that last question is no, um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. And that's, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe I'll, I'll dive a little deeper into that. Um, a little later, but, uh, the process of going through product hunt was, uh, like relaunching, I guess, uh, because somebody had hunted it before. Um, so it was up there. Uh, so we, we just kind of like swooped in after the fact and, uh, you know, much love, big props to the guy who found it in the first place. Um, which was strange. Cause like one day I showed up and it was like, it was in there already. And I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and we just kind of like swooped in, took it over, kind of gave it a bump, uh, really, really early in the morning, uh, to get out in Europe. I guess that's a, that's an interesting little tidbit, um, that I learned is if you get out there and start, uh, promoting it or getting it up there on, uh, like middle of the night, East coast time. So maybe, I don't know, like, three in the morning uh our time uh then out in germany and and all all points west of that they'll start seeing it and give it a little bit of a uh, of a bump before it hits the east coast um and you know it 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 was really great and i i i think that between the copy the design the screenshots and the imagery that we put up there and kind of give it a little bit of a, a a repaint facelift kind of once over on the actual product on site. I think that helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a lot, again, I got a little, give a lot of credit to, to Dan and Amy for the, for the design work they did. Cause it was really, really great. And you know, it showed What's up the on name a of bunch their of consultancy or, uh, yeah, uh, I should definitely <laughs> say that it's I, I, for I think... design F O R E design.co, uh, co. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've, they've just, they were great and it was very much a, a close-knit like team effort uh we we got together many many times and just had long conversations over lunch and coffee and uh tried to figure out exactly what it was that we were trying to do so it went f- up and down you know between strategy and design and that was one of the greatest things about it was the design part just kind of like flowed from all of the conversations that we had about all things around it so it just kind of zeroed in very much an onion layered approach just go from the outside in and everything just kind of like was born of that yeah um, yeah it, it has a very obvious like 
visual language. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything really works well together. It makes sense. Like you can definitely understand things. Like I think it's a little bit of genius uh, on the on the homepage there. The like extracted frames from GIFs, for example, like mm-hmm. how like the sun or the moon moves, and how that little bit of you know visual interest also helps explain a lot of the other features on that page. You know, mm-hmm. like moving images and stuff. I it's definitely it's definitely super smart. And I actually Amy uh, helped me out a long time ago. I was doing a um, fundraiser and I just needed someone to knock out a couple of graphics for me real quick. And, oh. you know, uh, I reached, I, I can't remember if you introed me to her or not, but, uh, uh, she responded on Twitter and she was great. She did a bunch of stuff for me for free as a, as a nice little favor to help me out and, uh, help get some money through this fundraiser. So uh, She's I awesome. can't speak. Yeah. I can't speak more highly as this is, this is super great. Yeah. They, they, they're some of the, some of the best designers, like, um, as as professionals so yeah. not not from like a hey they make pretty pictures type of thing sure. which you know and it goes to goes to say that within our industry there it can it's way too easy to be commoditized and mm-hmm. think of other people other professionals as people who just do x thing mm-hmm. instead of uh thinking about uh the fact that they have a very large high level picture and really get around the problem, get around the thinking and, and attack it that way. Um, and they totally do. So I, I was very, I'm very fortunate and very happy that they have worked with me, um, on this and yeah, I come back to the site and I think, Holy moly, this is pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now to get people to sign up for it. That's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I have i have always kind of wondered what the um you know, what the what the return or conversion is on the folks from Product Hunt, but uh, it can I think it can be really good. I think it can be really good if if the right type of people are handling it and are driving that. Um it takes I think it takes a very uh, particular type of mind or uh, practice or discipline to be able to turn that into something. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part for me is I've always been a doer. I just, I make stuff. I, you know, I write code. I think about why things should go here or things should be done there. I, I'm not a veteran at the strategic or advertising or marketing side of things. So that's been the, that's been the big, pain point for me yeah um and it, it will continue to be um and i'm just going to keep kind of slogging through it and and trying to do uh what i can do uh, and i think shoebox i think shoebox is uh unique in that it it struggles from well struggles may not be the right word but like it, it's solving a platform problem you know it's solving an infrastructure problem it's solving something that like uh, most, at least in my opinion, looking at a lot of the stuff on Product Hunt that comes by, like most of it is like, oh, I'll give this a shot. Do, 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 do. Eh, never mind. You know, like most of the time it's like, I'm going to download an app or I'm going to put my email in to learn about a new desk or like whatever it is. Um, but like when it's, oh, I'm going to redo how I upload images or I'm going to redo how I send text messages or I'm going to redo, you know, those sorts of things are a, a level of commitment that's a lot uh, deeper than, you know, some of the other things that are sort of uh, that can go viral on product hunt in my opinion at least yeah yeah Um, that's that's totally the case it's a it's a it's a type of project that is a very much a tire kicker kind of 
yeah. magnet. Uh, a lot of a lot of people driving by and being like, oh, hey, that's cool. Oh, hey, that looks really great. Uh, let me sign up for it. And they get to a certain point. And it's like, eh, I really don't need this right now. Yeah. So the what I'm what I'm kind of trying to get around lately is talking to people who actively need this and looking for projects where I can propose that it be used mm -hmm. so that I can get into like an embedded, almost an embedded researcher kind of mode to mm -hmm. see how it might work for them or why it might not. Um, so if you've got projects out there that you're looking to get somebody to work on, give me a call. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I would say, like, in my opinion, just looking at kind of how it's how it's uh, been a little bit rebranded, I, I would say, you know, if you're like, if you're a consultant, in my mind, like, this is like a whiz bang boom, like, use this thing, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, assuming there's a budget moving forward, which presumably there would be, like you know, this is the kind of thing I feel like if you're doing a bunch of stuff, um, it can be a very easy way to kind of get things going. But I do think it's a interesting, interesting problem wherein you know, folks aren't going to just sort of buy it and give it a shot and keep it running and just being like, oh well, whatever. You know, you need really need to spend the time to add it to your application and get you know image uploads in there, file uploads in there. Yeah, and it's and it's sort of. I'm at the stage right now where I don't stress out about it too much. Sure. Um, insofar as this is something that I'm going to be using for myself for a long yeah. time mm -hmm. and it's not going to go anywhere. And like most companies, like so many companies, it's not an overnight type of thing. So I'm just going to keep kicking the can down the road until um, I get just the right. Uh, I feel like maybe just the right feature gets out there and it kind of just clicks and it works. And if it doesn't, then that's fine. But one of the, one of the last projects I worked on that was like a, that was a passion project for me ended up being a 13, 14 year endeavor. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm not one to quickly give up on something like this. Uh, this isn't a fly by night type of thing. Sure. And no matter what, languages i end up working with or projects i end up doing like this is always going to be there um for for those projects so you know it's it's just be patient and keep being deliberate about the things that i'm doing and hope to work with the right people and and it'll just hopefully it'll just you know pop one day so we'll see we'll see but I, I, I will say this with, with regards to, with regards to this, uh, I said it kind of tongue in cheek, like, Hey, if anybody's out there and, and is looking for anything like this or, uh, has come across this and, and taken a look at it and said, uh, eh, it's not for me. I would love to hear from them with any criticisms, comments, reasons why it just didn't work for them or doesn't seem to be something for them. Um, cause at this point right now, it's just. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm hungry for feedback, good or bad or brutal even. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if anyone's out there and, and is, has, has taken a look at it and it's just like, uh, it doesn't do what I need it to do or it's too expensive or I can't get it to work, then let me know just to hit me up on Twitter and, and tell me why. And don't feel shy and feel free to just tell me straight up like, dude, it sucks because that's fine. 
Oh, and Twitter, shoeboxio. H-U-B-O-X-I-O. <laughs> oh, man. I should add that detail. Oh, man. It's, it's interesting because I, that, you know, talking about the uh, wanting to get feedback from people and wanting to sort of understand what's going on, like, it reminded me of a tweet I saw earlier today that was uh, discussing a little bit about SoundCloud uh, mm-hmm. versus Bandcamp. Uh, and if, like, you're not familiar, SoundCloud and Bandcamp both allow you to sort of uh, host and let people download and potentially buy your, like, um, music, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, SoundCloud recently went through a pretty large round of layoffs, and there's rumors that essentially it's uh, about to die, um, or at least run out of cash. Uh, and the the comment on Twitter was uh, someone on Hacker News basically saying like, "I can't believe Bandcamp is doing well." Like, uh, you know, SoundCloud has done such a great work in the engineering space, and it talked about microservices and like really revolutionized like the, these bits of technology, which is you know, which is very true, um, but. Uh, but the the commenter sort of got called out immediately around like, well, you know, sometimes like the problem isn't, you know, technology. It's mm-hmm. it's getting people to use the thing or it's getting people to understand your thing or getting people to buy your thing or whatever. That, that ends up being the much harder thing that, you know, you can't just throw money at, whether yep. it's marketing or people or salespeople or whatever. Like it, that becomes a much harder problem than it is to say, you know, I have a perfectly well-factored code base or my thing is perfectly microserviced or whatever you end up focusing on that when you can't figure out sort of well why can't i get adoption or whatever because that other problem is a squishy human problem you know trying to get people to talk to you or you know even when they do talk to you trying to get to the underlying you know nugget the underlying problem um uh, that they that they actually want solved even though they're you know they're telling you one thing they might need another but um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cause I was, I was immediately going to ask you like, Oh, well, what, what, what's new on the technology side, you know? But, uh, I kind of realized that might not be actually the most interesting or important thing, Well, it's, uh, it's you know, to do to, to, to your point, it took, and it's, it's a really great and interesting point because I think a lot of people fall into the same trap in our industry. Um, you know, you, you're in your lane and you think about the things that, you look at every day, um, but at, with with regards to technology, it took me way too long, and I think it takes a lot of people way too long to understand that the technology isn't what sells uh, the product. The mm-hmm. the code underneath, no matter how well factored it is, isn't what's going to sell the product. I mean, I've seen I've seen and heard so much about these like held together with spit and duct tape. Uh, I heard stories about Uber that were along the same lines. Like Uber was just like one loose thread being pulled from just collapsing um, on the on the tech side, and they ended up doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up being people that kind of uh, messed them up uh, when all was. I was going to well, say recently, yeah, when all yeah was horrible done. humans aside. Yeah, yeah, horrible humans aside, it's it, the technology isn't what did them in or or, or built them up. Um, so it just, I, I feel like it just took me way too long to understand that and 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 realize like, yeah, technology doesn't mean crap. Uh, it's people and marketing and message and um, listening to users and doing what it is that they need uh, because all that other stuff doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah, um, if you don't execute on on other other layers so yeah it's a, it's a constant learning process for somebody who hasn't 
done this sort of stuff um, in the past. And I embrace it. I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that if I feel pain from it, I have to lean into it and, and just keep, keep plugging. Um, so yeah, you've, yeah. you've, you've tapped into my, uh, into my self-conscious anxieties. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good job. Good well, job, no, buddy. I mean, you know, I, I think that like the interesting thing about Shebox and why I love having you on the podcast is just sort of, you know, uh, every, all, all the co-hosts have been super great and I'm excited to kind of get back into the normal flow and hear more from you. Uh, but you have a unique side where you're not coding for someone else like you are to pay bills etc but like right. you know the thing that makes you excited like your 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 work with a capital w is like something that you're building for you and that you want to have done and uh i've never been good at that to be honest and uh, i'd like to be good at that someday and i think that there's a lot of people out there as well especially in the rails community to be honest that learn how to code or go to a boot camp because they have aspirations to be entrepreneur or build it out for other people to use and not just sort of go and work at a company and build whatever they're asking me to build. Um, but there's so little talk around the sort of hard squishy stuff, except yeah. for like, get out there and do it. And the hard part it happens after you launch and like all these sort of platitudes that don't really show, um, you know, like the shitty side of it, <laughs> yeah. the shitty hard work, uh, that, you know, I know, uh, you do and others do, uh, to, to get this stuff out. So, uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to drag you down or make you feel bad. It's more like, you know, I, I think talking about this is a, is a very healthy thing for, um, uh, you know, for our community to, to, to partake that it's, you know, not just a good app idea or something that would, that you think would help other people. It's then having those people find it and use it and continue to pay for it, um, which can be difficult as well. Yeah. It's a, and the, like I enjoy uh, when the, when everything, when all is said and done, I enjoy making something like building a thing. Um, and the, the maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was the tinkering and playing with all the different types of technology that I was really attracted to. But you know, in the past four or five years, it was just, um, I don't care what I use as long as it's towards building a tangible product. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what really gets me excited. And, uh, like I mentioned before, it's the, the, a large reason why I set out to do this particular project with shoeboxes was to push myself in the directions where, um, emotionally and mentally, I, I would uh, push back and say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to email all these people and ask them for, you know, hey, fill out this survey or go on a podcast and say, hey, give me feedback. Like these are the types of things as, as a uh, can be oftentimes sensitive and self-conscious person I don't want to do, but mm -hmm. because it's something that I feel needs to be done, um, I tell that little voice in the back of my head to shut up and just keep moving forward. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that's something that we, as, um, especially, especially people who are new into the, into the industry, just not feeling that they have a voice, um, to just kind of, take a second, recognize it, identify it, and then figure out exactly what 
could possibly happen if you do the thing that you don't want to do um, and just move forward and those lessons will be learned you're not going to die from it you're not going to feel any pain you feel will be superficial superficial and 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 fleeting and you'll learn something from it so these are the these are the things that um these are the real challenges that i have uh from from the context of, of a project like this so um but you know at the same time it 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 feels good to sit down and write code for something that you know you have some personal uh, yeah involvement in so yeah it's all good homie <laughs> i'm having a good time <laughs> um did you see recently uh switching gears slightly into more rails uh specific topics uh mm-hmm. did you see rails recently hit thirty thousand, um their thirty thousandth uh issue and or pull request i did i um, did they made quite a, a little bit of a big deal about that that's pretty it's pretty great it's pretty awesome um it's been around it's been around for a while i know i it it's uh it, again like being stuck on the oldest versions of Rails. sometimes <laughs> i forget that like it's on to what 512 almost or 513 or whatever so um i think uh i think uh brian uh, uh and i are gonna spin up a, a rails app and talk about that um in an episode so to kind of uh work through some of the newest features while trying to solve a problem uh for him and teach him a little bit about rails in the process uh, since he's awesome. a primarily designer uh but it's uh it's funny yeah i mean uh things definitely seem to still be moving i, I just have no ability to take advantage of it at this point in time it's it's weird it's like it, the it, people lament the fact that it's you know i've i've seen so many times like they're not innovating. They're not moving forward. Like the leaps that they're making aren't giant uh, strides. And I, th- I think that that's fine. This is the one time I wish I was on video right now. So everyone could just see how strongly I'm like rolling my eyes. At I don't me? know, man, not at you. Just like at those people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I, I understand where folks are coming from, like wanting, always wanting something new and better or whatever, but I feel like it's always just, wanting to go back in time to that time that you first got on board you know when everything went fast or seemed to go fast Mm -hmm. um it's the same thing like you know uh brit was bringing up uh to us around you know is the the israel's dead question coming up once Mm -hmm. again and um uh one of the code schools stopping using rails and another one of the code schools just completely shutting down and i think that um it's one of those things where uh we never needed to think that rails was the only way you right. know mm-hmm. uh and like i think the the more mature folks in the industry knew that whether you decided to basically dedicate yourself to it or not regardless you should know that like there is no one true way it's always going to change and now like uh, like you i think it's safe to say that you know polyglot environments are becoming a lot more normal and a lot yeah. safer uh and thus you know you do a little bit of node for this and a little bit of go for that and a little bit of ruby for this other thing and that's totally fine because you're going to use the tool that fits the problem which i think is a very healthy mindset instead of every app should be a rails app which we were kind of in for five or six years 100%. i think at least 100 um, so Could i don't really more? i don't really care that rails is dead you know because i don't really care if you know everyone thought javascript was dead and then node came out and like I don't know, it's just like one of those things where I feel like that's such an uninteresting uh, discussion, and so it's like, sure, there you go, there's the coffin. Uh, Rails is dead, long live Rails. Yeah, it's 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 exhausting. It's it's this like, it's almost like um, 
you could set a watch to it. <laughs> I know. Uh, you, you know, like <laughs> just it, like where it does rail scale or whatever. Yeah. Like let's let's every, you know, four or six months the the somebody will post some clickbaity type thing and it's it's exhausting. I you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the people who come out and and defend it or give reasons as to why it's not dead or uh I don't know, uh, not a player anymore or, or just not uh, a, a sure. reasonable solution. Yeah. I give props to those people, but at the same time, it's like, don't give them, don't give well, them the I time mean, of day. I, and I don't know, I, and I don't know the reasoning entirely for this code school leaving rails, for example. And I, I, I don't have the name in front of me and I don't necessarily think it matters to be honest, but um, you know, I think that there's a bunch of reasons in which that would be a valuable move, you know, yeah. um, for, for a code school to do one of which every code school teaches, um, either JavaScript or Rails, and thus, when the market is being flooded with that many new developers, mm-hmm. obviously having an, a, a, a set of developers that can code just any other language, for example, would serve a new sort of community. I think that Java is beginning to have its moment wherein not enough people have learned it in their in their tenures. Like, so if I would say that, you know. Um, uh, leaving college and universities aside maybe for the last 10 years I would say that JavaScript Java has not been a language in which um, there's been a large amount of sort of educational investment meaning like we're not teaching a lot of people Java to then go get Java jobs mm-hmm. um, I think that there's been so many hot new languages that you know students learn Java in school and then want to leave that to go to I don't know, whatever, closure or node or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and so coming back around all these large enterprises that have a bunch of money and wrote everything in straight Java and will continue to use straight Java because it's what they know are now like, well, shit, I need Java developers. And so a code school going, oh, well, we'll pump Java developers to you is a perfectly sane move, but it has nothing to do with the quality of any of those languages or the value in using any of those languages, to me at least. Yeah, it's a, all in all, I think that that particular uh article is poor has it's a poor correlation to say that because a code school is switching from ruby to java that hence rails or ruby is now uh, no longer relevant um because code schools have a particular job to do and that is to put train and put people out there and, yeah, and in jobs in jobs so um that there there's room there for some uh, reflection uh, with regards to code schools. And I think that a lot of code schools do a really, really good job um, in turning people into adequate developers and then placing them in the right places. And I think that there might be a, a discussion to be had with regards to this particular code school and and why that that happened, having absolutely nothing to do with the technology or the or the um, stack that they that they hitch their cart to. Yeah. Um, but you know it's fine it, it's i can see both sides of the argument um hyperbole is dangerous and um saying stuff like that is just it's 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 a poor choice of of um words uh, i think on on that particular uh author's uh part but you know it's all good like you can't you can't discount the fact that there are a lot of people who you know all the all the big heavy hitting 
problems have pretty much been solved and Ruby and Rails is kind of turning into a boring um, corner of the market and that's fine. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think that that's really fine. And one of the last projects I worked at, uh, on or am currently working on, uh, the client said the reason that they chose Rails is because it's boring. Yeah. And if you use boring technology, you can think about the problem. You don't have to think yeah. about, uh, well, this particular type of authentication or OAuth library or X library isn't written yet. We can Maybe we can use it to market our business if we create it and then roll it out into an open source solution. So all, all the boring stuff is already done. Um, when the rubber hits the road and you have to actually ship something, you know, Rails is a good, quick, serviceable bit of work. Yeah. So, and I, it's fine. It's complete. <laughs> it's fine. All I when every time you say that, all I can see is that meme with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like that, but that's that's yeah. all I can think of when you say it. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's basically me like rolling my <laughs> eyes and shaking my head and... <laughs> pinching the 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 top of my nose just like wondering when these types of things will stop uh, never never being posted but yeah never, never. i just wonder if like I, I i just i i don't i couldn't predict what the next sort of like i don't know big swing is going to be if that mm -hmm. makes sense you know mm -hmm. like i mean i i i think i could have probably predicted the we're gonna leave the whole like one thing for everything and go to a bunch of things mm -hmm. like i think i think I, I saw that coming and now i'm sort of thinking that like well now what you know um mm -hmm. like as execution environments become sort of a bit more diverse or start to rely more and more like on the jvm like i wonder what the next step is you know for for our communities but i don't really foresee the coming of the one language only i just kind of hope not to see a bevy of languages suddenly you know spurting themselves up you know mm -hmm. i think the ruby community have seen like uh, uh sort of a little bit of a resurgence in like the framework space where it's you know we're gonna fix everything that's wrong with rails by doing this and i think again kind of like you said the, the, the problem that is being solved is um a, a bit in in for purity you know uh for for wanting it to be great and not in sort of discounting the um the same thing that i think makes node so popular is that there's you know i don't know the number but i'm assuming it's a ridiculously high number of packages you know it's like things have already been written and it's probably been written nine times whether whether they're battle tested or not um is up for grabs but i mean it's it's it, it has a huge community of open source software it has a huge community of people writing it uh, i think that's one of the things that these new languages or new frameworks kind of have to battle against is just well, well, you're up against an incumbent who no one's going to sort of sit here and be like, well, Rails is better than this thing uh, on a purely academic uh, level. Um, but I think, you know, it, it becomes hard to break out and have a, have whatever the next big thing be, uh, especially when there's four of them happening, you know, every quarter uh, or whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see if other, um, you know, other coding schools sort of follow the same path regardless of uh be primarily because of in my opinion just the volume of the schools has grown they're having more students and there there is economics to be had around you can't everyone can't be 
sort of teaching the same thing to the same people and assume that there's just always going to be jobs, you know? Um, yeah. But, I'm actually uh, but, surprised that more schools haven't, haven't switched from whatever. Yeah. To, rails to whatever, just to purely JavaScript. I'm actually sure. kind of shocked that it's not like that isn't the de facto language at, at those types of schools just because of its ubiquity and, and, you know, ability to do up and down the, yeah. the stack. So, but you I know, want, that's, I, that's, that's a question for, uh, you know, bootcamp, yeah. uh, people. So. All right, Joel, what it's, uh, what's going on with you in the next couple of weeks? Uh, what can we look forward to catching up on? Have any summer vacation planned or anything fun? Uh, so uh, not really. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty status quo for me, uh, for the rest of most of the summer, the last week in August will be vacation. Uh, we'll be heading to Cape Cod. Um, my son's got that week off from from his little uh, daycare, so uh, we'll be heading down there, and and I will be staying away from a computer. But for the next <laughs> three four weeks, I'll be um, on a client project full time, which is which is really great. Got a got a really great gig with uh, some wonderful people uh, at Code for America. I'm really excited. Oh, to, awesome. to work with them. Um, so I'll be spending most of my days doing that remote. Um, and, uh, yeah, just slinging really boring Ruby and rails code. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> um, and yeah, the doing, doing the shoebox stuff, like moonlighting on the shoebox stuff. So, um, again, if anyone has anything to say, hit me up on Twitter at JRO or shoebox.io and I'd love to, I'd love to hear, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, man, I like it when it's with rails i like it when it's boring i like having yeah. a routine i like having predictability um i guess i'm old now i'm one of the olds um oh man so yeah how about yourself other than you know not I am, sleeping i was gonna say yeah i am on parental leave for a while so Good. uh so i am i am familying it up right now and catching up on some uh books primarily around soft people technology issues oh that's um, great so I'm sure I can share a couple of recommendations as I get through them. But uh, right now I'm reading Radical Candor, uh, which oh, that's is a awesome. pretty good book. But um, yeah, I'm in the soft, squishy technology problem space at the moment. And yeah. probably, to be honest, will uh, continue to focus primarily on that and uh, keep, keep my technology going. But I don't know, man. I think the, the squishy problems end up being the, the hardest ones. So. I would 100% agree. And I was hoping to go to Cape Cod this summer, but, you know, uh, my wife and I sat down and discussed it and agreed that dragging the newborn to Cape Cod probably would be a little bit much for us. But maybe next summer we'll we'll meet up. Yeah, just let me know. I'm I'm there quite often. And one of these days I actually will meet you down there. <laughs> one so. of these days. <laughs> yeah, because the last time Cooper, my wife was pregnant with Cooper, I think. That's and, right. And we couldn't, we couldn't meet up because she was not feeling so hot. That's right. Yep. Oh, man, I that's remember. Funny. Yeah. Ah, kids, kids. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joel. All right. Thanks a lot, Kyle.